Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, episode 290. It is Sunday, April 14th, as we're recording this. I'm David Lotz. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up? Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hello, everyone. Hello. Happy Game of Thrones Day, guys. Game of Thrones. Countdown to 300, though. Let's talk about that. 290. 290. Countdown to 300. That's pretty cool. If we we record every week, what's 10 weeks from now? July 4th? I have no idea. Sometime in June-ish? Early June, maybe? Maybe. Mid-June? Sure. Anyway, 300. Episode 300 is coming. It's Game of Thrones Day today, first episode of Game of Thrones Season 8, the final season drops tonight, and as we're recording this, that is in an hour and a half. So uh, <laughs> You sound so excited. Oh, I'm ready. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, I don't always hear it in your voice, how excited you are, but I can definitely hear this in your voice. <laughs> it has yeah, been, it agreed. Has been, I can hear it. It has been Game of Thrones all day today. That's the focus. There's been videos of the actors talking about their last days on set. There's, there's a there's a happy little special bottle of the the White Walker from Johnny Walker in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. there's a lot of people actually. I've been hearing are doing Game of Thrones parties today, so it, it, you're not alone in in the hype. You know, getting started. So oh, we got the Game of Thrones not, Oreos, baby. Uh, wait, what? Game of, Game of Thrones Oreos. There's Game of Thrones everything this season. I mean, yeah. I feel They're like monopolized on yeah. everything when it came. That's to, a little. Like, Yucky. Monetizing everything. <laughs> Yucky? Well, yeah, because okay I don't know. I've never heard of a TV. That'd be like if Friends in its final season started monetizing everything that was Friends. Like Friends coffee, you know, or Friends um, snackables. It's like weird. I've never did seen it, a TV I think show. they did, though, man. Like ah, Friends, I, I feel like that. they did. I don't remember, like, merchandising stuff from the final season, but. Like I mean, that's had... not like Oreos. I mean, that what what kind of thing does Oreos have to do with Game of Thrones? <laughs> to me, that's straight up some movie stuff, like what you see with uh, you know, Avengers Endgame or Captain Marvel or something. It's it's strange for a show like Game of Thrones to have such a I don't know such a uh, outside tie into to the show. I don't know. The show's big enough, though. I mean, when you're comparing it to other shows, I feel like this. This would be the show if any show were going to do it. I think this would be the it's one. Big. Well, you- since you used the example, Bobby, I just did a quick search, and the first site that I found is Friends Cafe Press, Friends TV Show and Gifts, mugs, calendars, T-shirts, onesies where they say, how you doing on it? Uh, it's a Moo Point uh, magnet, sweatshirts, lots of onesies, <laughs> posters, You're My Lobster, uh, crap bag, like tote bags. I mean, yeah, you want to talk about monetizing a show? I understand where you're coming from, Bobby. That was just the wrong example because this is all over the place. No, well, no, but what I mean is like in its final season thing, going like right. all in on a push, like like when um, uh, Breaking Bad ended. There wasn't like, oh, you can get Breaking Bad Baldies or, or I, I don't know. It's just it's something about <laughs> this Game of Thrones final season that it it definitely seems like it's an all-in push on anything that you can get like mad dash 
or anything Game of Thrones. No, that's fair, dude. I totally get what you're saying. Like, I totally do. I, I'm just like doing a quick search. I'm just, you know, saying. But no, I, I understand. Like, I think it's kind of gross, too, especially the Game of Thrones cookies. Like, yeah, that's a little bit much. Whatever. They're yummy. I was going to say, they're pretty freaking <laughs> they yummy. Me. And I'm definitely looking forward to my Johnny Walker White Walker scotch later. So, you can eh. see, that's cool. <laughs> that actually came out maybe, what, a couple years ago? Yeah, I think it's been out so for about two two years no. now, but still, yeah. like you you're, you you can dig the on me all you want, and I'm and the I'm kind going. of stuff that I feel like they're marketing on, like the examples at least that we're giving, or you know, going back to the whole watch party thing. It's perfect stuff for like, hey, people want to bring to a watch party, or they want to host their own party, and they want to have Game of Thrones themed treats like Oreos. You know, I mean, it makes sense, dude. So my office had a crockpot party because we do that every now and then, and it was. It, it literally was Friday and it was Game of Thrones themed and it people went out for it, man. Like there was decorations. My one boss was like literally wearing like a night costume. People were walking around saying Game of Thrones quotes. Like there was one guy that literally like filled his cup with like the sparkling gra- red grape juice and he was like, I drink and I know things. That's all he did for like an hour. Just walked around the office <laughs> drinking his little I grape drink juice. and I know things. <laughs> And then, like, I think the piece de resistance, though, is for what people brought in for their food, they were naming them really awesome, catchy things. Like, um, oh, God, what was the Queen of Thrones, Queen of uh, Roses, the Thorns? What was it? What was her name? There was, like, a, a cheese platter. David, was, you know, he's been watching. Named, <laughs> there, was a cheese, there was a cheese platter that <laughs> was named after her. There was a punch that was all about King Joffrey's, like, not, maybe not so poison punch. Lady? Yeah. Yeah. And then like yeah, one person remember. one person made meatballs and they called them Greyjoy meatballs. Oh, oh my god, seriously. It was awesome. That's what I'm saying. Like people are getting creative. <laughs> so it's like you have a watch party, you could like have food and like name it after this stuff. You can get creative with it. It's fun. And of course somebody brought the Oreos, you know. So it's just I don't know. I say go with it. It's it's all in good fun. So with the um one of the things I did see that Actually, I thought it was kind of cool, and I don't. I would have actually just worn them, but they had some special Nike edition Game of Thrones shoes um, for different houses, and those look nice. pretty cool. But uh, I heard they, as soon as they went on sale, they sold out, and now they're like selling for hundreds of dollars on eBay and right. all that stuff. I'm sure. Not surprising. Yeah. No. No. But uh, I guess aside from the Game of Thrones Day stuff that we have going on, there's quite a bit going on in the news this week, actually. And one of the things that I had been anticipating for quite some time was the the announcement of Disney Plus. Finally, you know, we've gotten all this news about the service in just leaks and nothing official other than just some of the things here and there that they were willing to talk about. But they finally had their investor day and Bob Iger laid it out for the whole thing, showed the service, said that the price point was $6.99 a month or $69.99 for the year. And you're getting everything pretty much. You're getting Disney stuff. You're getting uh, Pixar stuff. You're getting Marvel stuff. And you're getting Lucasfilm stuff as well. And it's like they just kind of bombarded everybody with all these different things that they're showing and I was already on board just knowing from the point of, okay, we're getting Marvel stuff. So that was enough to sell me on it. And then they were like, mm-hmm. okay, 
we're going to also have this Star Wars stuff on there. So, bam, I'm gone. I mean, I'm all in. But not everybody was on board just yet. And I know that specifically some people were waiting to hear price point. So my my thought is, like, I'm thinking now the public seems to be more aware of it because it's been announced and more people are covering it. So is this something that you guys hadn't been interested in and will get now, or is it still sort of waiting for more material to appear? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it to you, Yasha. What, what are you thinking? Oh, no, I was definitely interested in uh, what this was going to be because, I, like you, Bobby, I've been kind of following in and kind of excited. And, and just with the addition of them taking over Fox, they have, I mean, that, that, that adds, their catalog has grown exponentially. And it's really cool to hear, like, you know, that one of the things that they're going to offer is all 30 seasons or whatever, or 20 seasons or whatever it is of The Simpsons. That's going to be available. Every Marvel movie available. Every di- um, every Marvel, every Star Wars movie all available. Like, that's enough, like, for me, just to start. Then you add the Disney catalog of, like, all these old school movies that you don't necessarily may not have personally but have access to now. Like, one of my favorites, all-time favorites, is 101 Dalmatians. Not the live-action version. I'm talking about the one that they made years ago, the animated version. That's probably one of my favorites, if not the favorite Disney movie that I've, that I, that I've watched when I was a kid. And then, you know, add some of the other ones that I remember watching that I haven't seen in years that I would probably sit down and watch, like Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Um, this, is, this is exciting. Like, I, I was stoked when I saw that, and I heard been hearing more and more about it and then add into the fact that the price is just like starts so so cheap like i mean you know they're gonna bump it up eventually like it's gonna start to creep up probably after six months to a year it'll start to creep up for sure but they really did a good job of like making that announcement and it was uh it was exciting for me so i'm stoked like here you go here's my seven dollars a month you know congratulations you have me still tied in i'm all in michelle where were you at with it uh i don't know i'm i'm back and forth on it still honestly like i see the pluses to it um and that, that's more or less i think the more original things that they're going to be putting onto it um and then yeah having some some of their older content on there i think is spectacular but i don't know at the same time like i'm i'm not i i feel like there's just so much disney out there everywhere as it is so i'm kind of like yeah okay like it's cool that that's available and they're gonna have this like i said the thing that gets me hyped i think more is is the original content that'll be on there like their their own programming their own shows they're creating specifically for it the way cbs access has so that is awesome but overall i'm still kind of like yeah, yeah. if i don't have it i don't feel like i'm gonna be missing a ton of my life I think that's fair, and I kind of figured that's sort of where you would land, but I wasn't sure just because it depends on how much you like the original stuff, because one of the things I saw that was on there, they showed like, oh, Mary Poppins, and so I was thinking, oh, well, I know Michelle loves the old original Disney stuff, so that alone I thought might just be enough for you, but sounds like you're saying you would kind of prefer more of the original stuff because you probably either own the original um, movies or you're just kind of looking for something that you can't just already get yourself right now. Yeah. I'm, I think for me, I'm kind of like when it comes to the original stuff, I think it's great, but I, I have a lot of the stuff as it is just because I'm, I've collected for so many years, but 
it, it's nice to have it like at, at your fingertips when you're on the couch that would be handy but otherwise i think it's the new stuff that i'm looking forward to yeah i i mean i think i'm right there with you in that sense it's nice having the old i should say classic stuff but i'm looking forward to the the new material and i feel like I don't even really have to ask David, but you know, just for the sake of making sure, I, I touch on everybody. What, what are you thinking, David? Please, if I could sign up now, I would sign up. Like I'm the opposite of Michelle, basically. I'm this. Like, I wouldn't say opposite because that would mean Michelle would be like, "Oh, I don't want it." So that would be right. the opposite. So that's not true. But uh, I mean, yes, this. Just the fact I'm a big enough Star Wars fan that the fact that there's going to be original Star Wars content on there is like, that's all you have to tell me and I'm and I'm good and I'm signing up, <laughs> you know, and basically the rest is all benefit bonus, you know, stuff like the Marvel stuff, too. It's like great. And then the fact that it's Disney and all of that Disney content right there in one place. I, I have two children, so <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah exactly. And then the price point—the price point is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I, mm-hmm. I'm shocked at how cheap this is. At six ninety nine a month, I believe, uh, yeah, is 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 crazy to me. Um, and then you look, see that's where you look at okay. versus a you know a provider like Apple TV Plus, which I believe is coming in at nine ninety nine a month. I, I don't understand. I mean, Apple TV may have some great original content on there, but it, the catalog is not going to compare to Disney Plus, which is $3 cheaper a month. It's, yeah, that's going to be interesting for Apple to see how they react to it. But, uh, I mean, I said before, I feel like, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or it was off the air. Maybe it was at WonderCon. I, I, I feel like we're entering this kind of this time, though, with streaming services that I've been dreading. I think we've all been dreading where it's like up until this point, Netflix has been the the big guy in town. Like everything is on there. And, yeah, Hulu's got some good stuff and, you know, Amazon got, has some good stuff. But there's not too much out there to choose from but now we're about to get bombarded with all these different services and you can't subscribe to all of them or at least a lot of people can't so now it's going to turn into oh which ones do i get and which ones do i have to ignore and that's going to be annoying you know there might be great shows on apple tv plus that i might be like yeah but i'm sorry i'm not forking out another ten dollars a month on another service just so i can watch this one show like yeah that that's going to be the annoying part of all this Mm. yeah I feel like Apple TV is probably going to be the ones that struggle the most with this type of thing. Um, Hulu is part of Disney now. Officially, they own some of it. And, you know, Fox had a big part of it. So they that they now own Fox. So um, they're going to be the main competitors. I mean, Netflix is going to be fine uh, just because they have their own original content that's really, really good and very acclaimed and everything like that. Um, but there are also plenty of movies that, Disney isn't aren't necessarily going to have on their streaming service, whereas in, you know, Netflix definitely will. So I feel like people will more so keep the Netflix type of thing. I don't know what Apple TV is going to have to do. Um, like I said before, I was like, I fully expect the price for the Disney Plus to start to creep up after a year or so. Right. You know, just kind of like slowly like, oh, well, we have, we have an influx of more people than what we really expected. So we definitely need to actually be able to handle the capacity of traffic. So that's why we're raising it $2, you know, or whatever and stuff like that. And some nonsense that I think that they're going to come up with once people start to like really attach themselves to this and they're like, okay, well we can start raising the price, that sort of thing. Um, 
But like I said, I think Netflix is going to be fine. I think Hulu is going to be, you know, relatively fine as well. I just think, you know, some of the other ones are just going to kind of start to struggle a little bit. Yeah, I definitely think that's going to happen. Either that or what might initially happen before that takes place is there's going to be a lot of password sharing going on. And then we'll see how they crack down on that. And then once they start to crack down, I think that's where some of these smaller ones will start to lose out because you just can't have everything. And especially not if there's only just one or two shows that you want to see on one of these streaming services. I don't think that's enough. And either they're going to have to combine with other ones or they're going to have to essentially maybe license out some of their stuff. But they're definitely not all going to be able to stay on top. No, not at all. Well... That wasn't the only thing in the news. I mean, that kind of kicked off the week, and that was big, big in and of itself. But the the news just kind of kept rolling in Disney's favor once they had uh, Thursday come around, and that was the start of a Star Wars celebration that was going on in Chicago. And one of the things that everyone was anticipating for sure was the Star Wars Episode Nine title and trailer, and we got both on Friday. So I want to say, just starting off the bat, when the trailer was uh, coming out, you know, me and David were (laughs) watching the live stream. So it was kind of like watching the panel, which is cool. I feel like getting to see some of these people is kind of like how when we're at Hall H and you're in a panel and you're seeing like, I don't know, let's say the Avengers panel or something and you're seeing everybody and they're coming out and they're talking and telling their stories and it's cool, but you know, deep down all you want is to see that footage. (laughs) That's all you care about when you're in the room. It's like, I'm enjoying that they're here and I'm uh, able to see this and and their camaraderie and speeches and stuff. But just show me the trailer, please. And um, that's how I felt watching the live stream. Maybe if you're there, it maybe felt a little bit different, especially because you had some people coming out that, you know, you probably have been waiting a long time to see. So seeing Billy D. Williams come out for his character as Lando Calrissian and, and talk about that. That's, that's pretty exciting. That's pretty cool stuff. But I think the, the harder part to me at least was watching JJ and Kathleen Kennedy talk about, or actually not talk about the movie because every question that Stephen Colbert asked, who was the moderator for the panel seemed like they couldn't answer much or say much. And it's like, you feel like you've had so many months to prepare for this you could at least told Stephen, like, here's what you can ask or, you know, to a certain degree, if you're not going to answer specific things, there could have been a better way to not answer it. But it just it, it made the show sort of drag on, to, in my personal opinion. But once we got to the trailer, I felt like this was seeing everything they've said before about this being the culmination of the whole saga and and all these movies, all nine movies, trying to bring it all together. Um, once you start to see some of the things tie in that they're doing, everything looked cool. But the two things that stood out to me most were, one, 
the the wreckage of the Death Star that was in the background in one of the shots, and of course the 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 laugh. And when I heard the laugh, it was just for me. Um, it gave me those feels just because I think for uh, ooh, with Star Wars and this latest saga, I love what JJ did to introduce new characters and give us new people to root for and to love. But one thing that I feel has been sorely missing and others will disagree is I don't feel like there's been a good villain to latch on to. And Palpatine has always been someone you just love to hate. He's he's very evil and he's so manipulative uh, and just been around, obviously, since the beginning of this saga. So to see him come back, I could see how some people would say, well, you're just sort of revisiting the past. But had they given me someone else, like if Snoke had turned out to be someone evil and someone you could want to see destroyed, I think I'd have been okay with them or against them using Palpatine. But... I had never considered Kylo Ren to be this major bad villain that they should be going against. He just hasn't stood up and been that force of evil to me enough to where I cared enough for him to be the bad villain of this latest trilogy. So Palpatine coming back means this is a legit stand-up villain that we can go against and give the heroes some real trouble. So for me, I loved it, that part of it. The rest of the trailer I thought was Fine as a teaser, but it was those two things that really kind of uh, pulled me into it and made me want to see more. And I guess I got to go with David first because uh, we were watching that live stream. And obviously, I'm sure you probably had some of the similar feelings as me about the panel itself. But I really am curious to hear your thoughts on the trailer itself or the teaser. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to the panel, like. It just felt like a long, drawn-out, like, okay, we have to ask each person that we're bringing out on the stage a question about their experience, about this movie we don't even know the title to yet, and it's just like, come on. I mean, I love these people. This is cool and all, but like you said, like, we're all watching this, at least those of us streaming it (laughs) are watching it to find out what's this title going to be, and we want to see some footage, and you know, compared to, you know, we've all been on in Hall H. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like at least a lot of times with the big panels in there, Warner Brothers or Marvel, a lot of times we'll get footage very early in the panel. And then, okay, let's chat about what you guys just saw. Or we'll bring people out on stage, but we, we see something pretty quickly. You know, this was definitely a case of we're waiting to the very last second of this, of this panel to finally show you something. I'm like, come on, you guys are killing me. But, uh... Yeah, and then you know what what you said about the the villain. Uh, I'm right there with you. Uh, if if Snoke had turned out to you know if to go somewhere, if you will, you know, like okay, fine, like that would have been fine. But since that didn't go anywhere, then I'm I'm all for revisiting a, a previous uh, a villain and also kind of helping tie this into the the larger scheme of things with the entire nine films, you know. I, I think it's great. And then as the teaser goes, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I think the teaser looks good. I'm not like, oh, my God, blown away by a lot of other shots and stuff in it. I think it looks I think it looks great, and I'm curious to see more. But, yeah, there's no doubt the end of that teaser was awesome. 
if anything, I would, I would say, um, as for the rest of the footage, if, if I have a, a, I mean, this is a nitpicky disappointment, but there's a part of me Mm. that's like, I almost expected Ray to kind of have somewhat of a newer kind of different look, you know, and she just basically still looks the same. She's wearing basically the, still the same costume. And I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of expected something a little different. I mean, I don't know. Like that, that, that I found kind of disappointing, but like I said, that's nitpicky kind of disappointment. It's interesting that you say that because I hadn't really thought about it, but you're you're right in that sense, and also along the lines of Star Wars has always been big on merchandising, so you would think that giving Ray a new look would have just been a more incentive to sell some more toys, right? Just giving her, you know, a new hairstyle or some different clothes, but yeah, she did look basically the same where whereas some of the other characters either were wearing something different or they had a different hair look to them but she pretty much looks just like ray yeah she just looks the same as she almost always has i I don't know that's i found it surprising like in the original trilogy i always felt like luke between the three films had a a different look for each movie i kind of somewhat expected that with this and I was surprised when they showed her. They first started showing stills during the panel, mm-hmm. you know, and and I was like, oh wow, yeah, she's okay. And that in this shot, she's just, her costume is just more white, but okay, it's basically the same. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Yeah, um, but overall, though, you were happy with this, is at least for as far as being a first teaser. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm I'm all for it. I I, I mean, well, I'm curious. I want to hear what Michelle and Yasha thinks, but I also yeah. have a question for you too about and for everybody their thoughts on do we do we really do we really think that the emperor is still alive, or are we talking about his presence in another f- form here? Hmm. Well, I'll, you can swing back around to me, but I guess since Michelle hasn't really given her thoughts, I'll let her give her thoughts and then answer that question as well. Um, I mean, for me, you know, I basically got to watch this on my lunch break, the trailer. And so I was watching it and, you know, you're watching it. I'm watching it build. I'm watching this teaser build and build and build. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. I will say when Ray does like a backwards kickflip thing, I was like, what? And then I was like, okay, okay. This is a pretty good trailer. We got some good shots, you know, and. Yeah, there was a part of me that got excited. I was like, oh, Leando, you know, my I got a, my heart kind of like got a little excited there, a little fluttery. Um, and then at the end, you know, yeah, you get you get the Palpatine laugh. And I was kind of like, huh, OK. Okie dokie, that's cool. But part of me and this this goes to answering your question. I'm like, I don't think that he's still around. <laughs> I think that some kind of variation of him in some other format i don't think it's him exactly i don't know i don't i mean for me i'll say real quick i don't think that makes it any less exciting like if it, if this is just a force ghost palpatine like i'm i still think that's exciting i'm just kind of curious i think like, for whatever. me i'm not excited about palpatine as a whole i'm kind of like what? oh <laughs> like oh. <laughs> <laughs> whoa we got one. <laughs> one of them is not excited. I mean, I was just kind of like, okay, well, I guess I thought we moved on from that, but I guess not. Guess we're we're going back around in circles again. Uh, but 
Come sure. on. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of I'm I'm a very let's move forward kind of a person, and I feel like this is just going back again. I don't know. Yeah, I will say like I think it looks good. I you know from a teaser trailer standpoint, it was a good teaser trailer. I like the way it was put together. The look of everything looks awesome. It's exciting to see every, you know the gangs all here kind of moments and. I, I look forward to it. Like I'm excited for this film, but the Palpatine thing, I was kind of like, okay, I, I guess I was hoping that, that, that in a weird way, like it was like, it was like, Oh, Oh, they went back again. Okay. Like, I guess I just, I'm, I'm looking for more new and not so much old. Hmm. I know. I've just crushed, crushed you all. Hmm. Well, no, I mean it, that has been an argument online that I've seen some from some people who, are kind of disappointed between that and the title reveal there, you know, with what the possibility of what that could mean. There's a lot of people who are feeling like, man, you know, they loved what Ryan Johnson did with the last Jedi and felt like there was something different and was moving in a different direction. (laughs) Well, but, but the, the idea is just that again, it was going into a different direction with what Ryan Johnson did. So people are feeling either, nervous or just outright not liking the idea that maybe JJ is trying to circle back and maybe possibly undo or retcon what Ryan Johnson did, which to me makes no sense because I kind of feel like that's what Ryan Johnson did to JJ is retcon and everything do JJ things did. differently. Yeah. Everything yeah. that JJ did. So I don't know, but um, we'll see. I mean, it has to play out right. And we've got many months for speculation and other trailers to drop before we obviously flesh out a little bit more of this, but uh, Yasha, you haven't had your chance to speak your piece. So, so what's up? No, I kind of actually, I mean, to an extent, I agree with Michelle when it comes to, you know, this the return or quote unquote, you know, in, in question of Palpatine, um, and what David said. It's like I would have liked to see maybe some a more another another attachment to a villain. Um, Snoke wasn't really it. He was in and out of the movie so quickly. Like it's, you know, it didn't really resonate or really have uh, that much of a storyline or that arc. Even taking it back further to Darth Maul, like we had one, one movie with him in it really, and then it just, you know, he was gone. You know, we have this huge hype and build up for another character having the title of Darth on it. And then, you know, we kind of get into the saga of, you know, the Palpatine and, you know, the Emperor and all that other stuff. We just haven't had that attachment, I think, to another bad guy as we have with Vader, Palpatine, uh, the Emperor, whatever you want to call him. As we've had with these other characters, uh, as we've had when, you know, growing up. Because they're so big and bad and they're so iconic. I, I mean, I would have liked to see maybe something else a little bit in there as well. I'm excited to see what capacity he's he's in the film, how he's in there. Um Maybe he's a force ghost. I don't know what what that would involve. I mean, you know, what that would be like, because I don't think to my recollection we've ever had a uh, dark side force ghost kind of be the influence to somebody. Um, I think they've done a really decent job with Kylo Ren and making him a big bad. Um, but he's also just like a real a big bad that's torn like he's all over the place like and I'm. I hope that with this next movie, we don't see him more centralized in regards to how evil he wants to really be and what his goals are. And then we don't get the character anymore. 
if that makes sense. Like the fun part about seeing some of this these characters over the course of a couple of movies is we get a chance to really see how they evolve, whether it be how they evolve as a good guy or how they evolve as a bad guy. Um, so as far as the trailer goes, it did give me all kinds of feels. Like I was really impressed with some of it. it it's a, t- a teaser and a true statement of the word. I loved, you know, the look of Ren, but it's the same look. She, nothing has changed with her real character, her look. And, I think that they should have like kind of evolved her character because it makes me wonder like what the timeline this is when it comes to, you know, the last one or has it been a year? Has it been six months? Has it been, you know, five years or whatever the case may be, but she looks exactly the same. I did get excited when I saw Billy D Williams on screen again. And I was like, Oh, Lando. Like I was like really excited to see that. So I'm, I'm interested to seeing the dynamic and the the characters interact with each other, especially talking about, you know, they're going to talk about Han. I'm not super excited to see a CGI Leia, but hopefully it'll be something that fits in the storyline and it fits well. But I'm I'm looking forward to the movie. Like, I, I did get all kinds of feels for it, so I'm like, I'm excited. I can't wait. I've seen the trailer now a couple of times, and I'm just, you know... Really, really looking forward to it, especially when, you know, they kind of address the Death Star and they see the ruins of it in the distance. And, you know, just JJ's really good about throwing in stuff when it comes to helping people attach to the movie by putting in throwbacks. And I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of throwbacks he puts into this film and if Lando's really the only one or the really the strongest one when it comes to that. So, yeah, but I'm excited. Well, to be clear, too, you're, you're not going to see a CG Leia in this. So, okay. the, the footage you're oh, seeing. Oh, we're not? No, the footage you're seeing of Leia is footage that was shot that wasn't used. And or body doubles. Right. Like the, oh, okay. like, to, like to get like a back view or a slight side view of her. It's it's all stuff that's been shot for a while. I mean, oh, okay. Obviously, right. obviously well, it's being worked into shots with people who are, you know, acting for this film. Right. But, but yeah, but yeah, I don't think they're not pulling a a Rogue One kind of thing. Okay, well, I wasn't I wasn't entirely sure. So, that thanks for correcting me on that. But I think it the good news is is they had enough footage that they've shot with her in the in the past you know for the past two films that they were able to work it in so that they don't have to rely on CGI and that I'm I'm thankful for that. I'm yeah that that'll be nice. That'll be nice that our goodbye is going to be done in a way that it's more, it's real. It's not, right. I don't know, it's not computerized, which is good. So, yeah. So, Rise of Skywalker, huh? Yeah. So, I guess with the, the title, and and before I get to my thoughts on the title, um, just to answer David's question really quick, I personally think that he will be in it. Um to what degree, I don't know. I think he is alive just because, I mean, the whole series, not the whole series, but some part of the series had to deal with clones. And so it's not, to me, an unheard of thought that he could have cloned himself. It's been done in the extended uh, universe stuff at this point, um, you know, in books and comics. So to me, them trying to pull from that and, and do it in the movie makes sense if they're going to go that route. And there's also, um, if he's not alive, I think then at what we might get is some sort of on the Death Star, like some sort of holocron where he you see his image and his hear his voice. 
and he's Kylo Ren finds that ar- artifact or something like that. Right. And that's probably the only other aspect I think that he would be in. I but, mean, yeah, it um, could be something similar to how he appears in in Battlefront Two. Yeah, right. Appears exactly. in this in this form of this kind of almost like a robotic <laughs> kind of hol- yeah. hologram thing. You'd have to see it to understand how. Yeah, you'd have to see <laughs> yeah. it to understand. It's it's kind of like a robotic body messenger thing, almost. Yeah with his sort of face imprinted in a hologram kind of thing. But right. yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. But um, the the title itself, when I saw the title, I, I honestly didn't react one way or the other to it. I was just like, the rise of Skywalker. Okay. Okay. And I didn't put too much into it just because, um, I don't know, there's so many different ways it can read. And then as I was looking online and seeing how other people were reading it, I was like, huh, okay, I, now that's interesting. I, hadn't th- I mean, the, the most obvious one to me was if they were talking about Ray, but I really honestly don't believe that Ray's parents are going to be anything to do with Skywalkers or anything of that nature. I, I really think he'll probably leave that alone. I mean, I could be obviously I could be wrong, but I don't think that they're going to mess with that. But um, some of the other readings out there I thought were interesting. But just my initial thought to it was just like, okay, it it didn't grab me one way or the other. It didn't lose me. I didn't think it was a terrible title. I I didn't think it was uh, a fantastic title that just made me super stoked. It was just okay. So, I mean, that's my thoughts. But, Michelle, you brought it up. What do you think? Uh, I'll be honest. I was kind of like, oh, uh, I, uh mm, <laughs> I've, I'm mixed on it. I feel like it's kind of, I don't know. I guess for me, the, I feel like the titles, I like that they're, I don't want to say more generic, but I feel like the titles in the past have just kind of left more to the imagination. And this doesn't, I don't know. I'm, I don't like that it's, it's making me like think about like all the context, I guess, to it, if that makes any sense. Like I just, yeah, I'm really hoping that it's not something where it's, it is about Ray and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan. It's one of those weird things. Like I can't really even quite explain it. It's more just a feeling like I'm just not really feeling it as much. Like I just don't, I don't, I don't know. It's not evoking a, a, the, the, I guess what they're trying to get out of me in that way. That's way I could put that. What about you, David? Uh, I like it a lot, mainly because in the context of what we know so far, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and that means to me that obviously there's a lot of stuff happening in this movie that I'm not predicting well. <laughs> so, and that's what I like about it. You know, if this had been something more generic, like balance of the force or something, you know, like then I would have been like, Meh, okay, whatever. I'm, I bet this is going to kind of go down the road that we all imagine it's going to go down. But with a title like this, I'm left going, okay, I really, I don't understand what the hell that means in the context of who we know <laughs> is who right now and what's going on. Like, so now I'm left going, okay, cool. Like this, it definitely appears like this movie is going to go down the road roads that I'm not expecting. And that makes me excited. So that's, that's why I like it. I mean, am I scratching my head from the title? Yeah, definitely. I'm like, I'm still going, huh? 
Like, and I don't quite get it. But, you know, as we've known this whole time, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. It wasn't like Skywalkers are done now. We know that, you know, Kylo Ren is still alive. But, uh, yeah, it, it makes me excited because it makes me go, oh, I'm curious to see how they answer this question of what the hell that even means. So that that's why I like it. Mm, interesting. I, I, I honestly, if I had pegged what you would have thought about it, I would have probably thought you would have been indifferent for the most part, just because we don't know. And it doesn't really invoke specifically one thing, but I mean, when they revealed uh, it at the end of the teaser, I was very surprised by it. I was like, Whoa, that's (laughs) not at all. The kind of title (laughs) I was expecting to see on screen. I, I really thought it was going to be something more vague, like, like I like the example I gave something along those lines, you know, something that kind of like wraps it all up like everything is in balance now and everything's hunky dory that kind of title you know like this Mm. this was not what i expected like like all the titles you know are like they're chapters of a book basically is the way they all read to me and this one doesn't feel like a chapter title does that make sense not not really like i don't see why i wouldn't i don't know it just doesn't to me i don't know why i have that feeling i feel like everything else it's it's like it's encapsulating more of what's going to be happening. I don't know. Anyway, like I said, I'm hmm. weird about the whole title. Interesting. Yasha, what are you thinking? Um, as far as the title goes, I mean, I, I'm just kind of like indifferent. Like, I was like, oh, the Rise of Skywalker. Okay. It didn't really do much more, for, do much to me um, or for me. Uh, I was more excited about just some of the images and the, the teasing of it. But like, I honestly don't know what to expect from the title because I don't feel like the titles have really done anything for me in the past either. So it's kind of like indifferent when it comes to that. So I'm just like, ah, whatever. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Um, It is interesting when you look online and hear what other people think of the title and what they think the title means. Because I swear some of the things that they came up with, I'm just like, how, where did your mind go that you came up with this like I, I it boggles my mind but i guess that's part of the fun of it for some people is just right. that, that whole speculation but um we did get some other stuff coming out of star wars celebration and one of the things that i don't know maybe david you can actually speak to it a little bit more than me i didn't get to read up enough on it to know all the ins and outs but uh they announced a game that's coming out and I believe it's called the Lost Jedi or Jedi or Fallen? Fallen Order. Okay, there we go. And it's I what I do know is that it's a, a solo uh, game. It's not one of the games that has like the the online campaigns where you're fighting against other people and stuff like that. And there's no microtransactions to it. It's just kind of like a old school single player game that um, essentially you're you're like a, a Padawan. Uh, that takes place a little bit after uh, the the hunt for all the Jedi begin, and uh, you're being hunted by one of the uh, I forget what they're called Inquisitors I think, mm-hmm. and that's about where my knowledge is stops. So, do you have any extra stuff that you know about? Not much. I've seen the trailer. I kind of know what you've already mentioned that it does seem like it's more of a single player kind of campaign driven game. Um kind of almost the opposite of what EA, EA has done so far with the two Battlefront games where it's just 
almost almost purely a multiplayer experience with the exception of that short campaign in battlefront 2 uh but i mean yeah this game doesn't drop till i think november and uh i believe it's also produced by i think it's called respawn entertainment and they're also um um what's the word i'm looking for they also created the titanfall series which i've never played but i've heard a lot of great things about so maybe that is a good sign. I don't know. <laughs> um, I've heard some people are excited about this game for that reason, since they're involved. Mm. Um, I will say, watching the trailer, I was like, okay. I mean, I'm, you know, as a Star Wars fan, I'm almost certainly going to play it. <laughs> but I'm not, like, overly pumped about it at this point. Um, I would have been more excited by the idea of an open world kind of Star Wars game, which this doesn't appear to be... Uh, so one day if we get something like that, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, I have to go and watch that trailer. I actually haven't even seen the trailer. Um, so I am a little curious. Is I don't know, and maybe you can just say just right off the top, is it just all cutscenes or is it in-game yeah. footage? No, yeah, it's all cutscenes. Cut scenes? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, well, maybe I won't watch it. <laughs> I don't need, need story points at this point and, and you know the process of the game being made so no it it plays like an animated like a computer animated star wars movie kind of that's what it looks like in the trailer maybe there'll be more and i'm pretty sure there'll probably be more at e3 which is right around the corner so right uh i don't know michelle or yasha did you have any thoughts about the game i didn't even know that the game was coming out man so sorry (laughs) no no worries no worries i can't contribute to that at all like (laughs) i just thought i'd check because you guys have that conversation but i kind of thought maybe you probably weren't you know in line with that because i don't even think you do you do you own a, a gaming system one of the current gaming systems joshua I do not. I do not. I, I was really close to getting a PS uh, PlayStation over Christmas, and I did not. Okay. Um, Michelle, I didn't want to um, leave you. No, I mean, like, it. I, I haven't watched the trailer for it, but from what I hear, it sounds pretty cool, and I'm I'm pretty open to playing any kind of video games whenever, so I'm, I'm down. I'm cool with it. <laughs> mm. I, I I definitely feel like this is one I will probably play as well. Same as you, David. You know, it's a it's a Star Wars game, and I'm always hungry for that content. So I feel like I'll definitely pick this up. And anything that has a game where it's centered around a, a, a Jedi of sorts, then it's definitely right up my alley to where I feel like I want to play it. So um, I'm I am interested in it, but I just want to see more from it, especially uh, game footage. But I'm sure that'll be coming up soon. And for the final day of celebration, they had a couple of different panels. One for the Clone Wars that's coming back. Um, I guess they're telling a final season of it with 12 episodes and uh, continuing and ending that that series. And I particularly never actually watched Clone Wars. I've seen minutes of it here and there. But uh, I really did get into Rebels, which was after Clone Wars. And so... I'm kind of curious. I, I I may at some point try and watch Clone Wars, especially once it goes to Disney Plus. But I don't know if anyone else has watched the the animated series of Clone Wars. Uh, I the only person I can guess may have is David. So had you watched it? I can't remember. Clone Wars, sadly not. I've wanted to. Okay. I've seen the like opening film. 
to the series, but that's it. Okay. I've watched some so, of it on and off. Michelle? Yeah. Like some of the earlier seasons, but episodes randomly, but and it was it was pretty good. I think for me it's because it's, you know, it's chopped up into the little 30-minute episode. Like it's it's it takes a long time to get moving. Like <laughs> it's it's like three hours go by and I'm like, oh my God, we're finally getting somewhere in the storyline. Like it just, it's a lot of dialogue and a lot of just empty things that are happening that don't actually mean anything towards the greater picture. Like it takes a long time to get like something that really is important to the actual storyline to happen. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's what I've heard. And that's why I think I've always sort of dragged my feet upon yeah. watching it because they have a lot of episodes that don't pertain to anything in particular. There's sort of, I guess, for lack of a better word, filler episodes. Uh. And, you know, I don't really kind of care to, at the, in this point in time, sit through a series that has filler episodes. Because right. a, lot of to- a lot of shows these days, you got your 13 season episode or 13 episode seasons, and they're all connected one back to back. They're not really any filler episodes per se. They're not, you know, going off script. So as much as like a show like that did with so many episodes so i mean aside from that i think i did see at one point in time there's a guide where if you just wanted to watch the series and get the main beats of it it said okay watch these episodes from this first season and so on and so forth which i kind of thought about doing at one point i could see doing that i could see doing that yeah moving it along a little faster because yeah like i remember there was one there's been probably two two or three times where i've basically been like okay i'm gonna sit down watch it and i'd watch you know like most of a season i'd be like this is the only distance we've gone in like how many episodes (laughs) like it was just like oh jesus criminy this is gonna take forever like it was just like Okay, you know, it's because it's it's it is made for kids. Like you could tell this one's made for kids, you know, to a point. And I don't know. It just it's it's a lot of and I hate using that word filler, but it is a lot of filler. A lot of episodes are like, what was the point? What happened? Was there a point that actually goes to the major story arc here? No, not at all. (laughs) So, right. Anyways, there's other news that came out, though. Yep, yep. So the last thing that uh, we had to talk about with the Star Wars celebration is the Mandalorian panel, which I had personally been looking forward to just as much as the trailer and teaser uh, for Episode Nine. And for those who don't know, Mandalorian is starring Pedro Pascal, who is of Game of Thrones fame and has also been in a multitude of movies at this point. And so he is playing the Mandalorian, and it, um, correct me if I'm wrong, David, because I might get some points wrong here, but I believe it takes place five years after the Return of Jedi. Yeah, that's my understanding. And, okay, and um, he was going to be uh, sort of a bounty hunter, and he's of questionable uh, allegiances, I guess, which is a bounty hunter, seems to go par for the course. And there's a lot of other people that are in the series as well, like uh, Carl Weathers. Um, there's Gina Carano. Um, I'm probably forgetting some other major people that are in it. But it's produced and written by um, John Favreau, and all, as well as Dave Filoni is co-producer on it. And uh, I want to say it's 12 episodes first season. I think so, yeah. 
Yeah, so, no, that one. I'm interested in this one too. Like, okay. I'm, I, like, again, this is where I'm like, okay, Disney, this Disney Plus, this is where you're getting me right here. You know, this is where I'm like, okay, you might be taking my money for a little while just because I'm curious about this show. I'm curious about the Mandalorian, and I like, I like who they have in it. And I will say that panel was very frustrating because there's really nothing you got out of this panel. And then what little footage they had, apparently, they didn't show it on the live stream it was only for people in the room and so i was like son of a monkey's uncle like <laughs> i wanted to see things and not like i think they had like four stills they kept revolving around it was the same four stills i'm like that looks great you say i that, want they were, more they were actually as turns of a for the production value of the panel too they weren't very good about actually showing the stills to the streaming audience like right. on the screen like they did during the episode <sighs> nine panel where they would actually right. show it to you. Like, all you were seeing was, like, the camera shots. And I'm like, right. all right, can, I mean, you're not going to show me footage, apparently, which I wasn't expecting. Like, but, okay, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, go on. No, I mean, I just, it was kind of like, I was like, I, I'm, I'm really curious about this show. And I have been since they announced this was happening. And then they announced who the actor was going to be as the Mandalorian. I was like, hot diggity damn. Like, this is sounding really cool. Like, we're, get, we're building towards a thing. And, this panel, if anything, was just kind of like, well, that'll lit an hour of my life on fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, well, damn it. It struck <laughs> me as, uh, actually, I liked the format of the panel in terms of like, you know, it was Favreau and Filoni walked out oh, with Kath- nice. Kathleen Kennedy and then she kind of leaves and they just kind of stand in there just chatting. And a lot of it was them mm-hmm. just kind of talking about how this came to be. And, but what I was going to say is like, I liked the format of the panel. I think for the people who were there, it felt like I bet it was a more entertaining panel to be there for. But for those of yeah, us yeah. who are watching at home and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm just as curious about a lot of details about the show, but I'm also like, man, I want to see footage. I was excited about seeing finally yeah. some footage. And then when they first go to footage, which it was nice to see, they were doing it earlier in the panel. I was like, oh, sweet, yeah. we don't have to wait till the end. And then he's like, so the streaming people, you're going to come back in, you know, three minutes. I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> and, then go, and then it goes dark and I'm like, what the fuck? well so to me i guess because you had told me because i didn't realize the panel was so early and then i jumped in on it and um you were like yeah they kind of aren't showing the footage to the people at home and at first i was sort of had the same reaction as you and then i guess i kind of calmed down a little bit and thought about it i was like well i guess this is how people feel when we're in hall h and they don't get to see stuff but yeah what made me really think about it though honestly is what i think technically upset me is that they had been seeming like for anything else they've been doing showing footage exactly so yeah i guess i had the expectation that they were just going to show it for this as well so to not see it it was kind of like wait what why are they not showing it they've shown everything else why wouldn't they show us this so that's where my disappointment that's came. that's exactly the reason yeah. why because trust me i thought the same thing like i've been in hall h and there's thin things i've been able to see in there that no one else has been able to see and i also get that these a lot of these people may have spent the night in line there i don't know how i actually i don't think it worked that way there this year but anyway no, yeah. um still like yeah so far i think the expectation has been like they're like hey we're streaming all the big panels and we're showing everything and then when this comes up and I I almost would have I would have expected if you were making an exception with the Mandalorian you would have gone out of your way to say so like in the like description of it like by the yeah. way this is only the panel we can't show stuff yet like what then I'd be like oh it, that's what was weird about it yeah I agree. agreed 
But hopefully we'll get to see something very, very soon because maybe that was just uh, something special for the people there. And maybe sometime next week they'll give us that little trailer that they were able to see there. I know there's some description of the footage out there, and I just didn't have enough time to read up on it. And I saw it maybe just slightly a couple hours before we started recording. So I just didn't get a chance to read it. But I definitely want to at least see what what the footage was shown there. But um before we get out of here, uh, I, I I would be remiss to not go to Yasha because he seems to be the only one of us this week that watched a new movie, and he <gasps> did watch uh, Hellboy. And I got to say, I'm curious to hear what he thinks because the reviews on this movie have been massively bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious, uh, Yasha. Uh, first, um, real quick, uh, how did you like the Del Toro Hellboy movies, and then how does this compare? Oh, they they actually don't compare at all. Um, the Del Toro movies were fantastic. At least I really, really thoroughly enjoyed the first one. A lot of practical effects, a lot of live action stuff. Whereas in this was kind of a CGI disaster. It was all over the place. I um, I had initially wanted to be like, oh, this was so good. The critics are wrong, and I just can't even bring myself to bullshit, you guys. Mm. It just wasn't it, – it was such a huge miss. It was all over the place. Like on a scale of 1 to 10, I hate to say this, it's more like a 3 or a 4 mm. uh, in regards to like watching this movie. It was it was just all over the place. And honest trailers, they're going to rip it to shreds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that I was thinking of when I was watching the movie. Mila Jovovich, Ian McShane, da- David Harbour. I mean, these are actors that I look at as like these are major, major talents. And they have the capacity for great performances and deliveries. Their talents were absolutely wasted in this film. Um, it just was very, very wasted. There was like three or four different flashback areas where they tried to do these different scenes and you know, history recalls and origin stories and talking about different and giving people all these different things. It was just supremely a clusterfuck of just what is happening right now. There were some funny moments that kind of made you chuckle. All in all, this is a hard pass. And Mm. you would definitely, like, I mean, Bobby, you'll probably watch it sooner or later. David, yeah. maybe Michelle, you guys might all watch it sooner or later. I would be surprised if you didn't really um, feel the same way. Like there was, some, like I said, some cool moments and cool scenes. But aside from that, the, the movie was just, it wasn't needed. It was over the top. And they tried desperately to help it earn its rated R um, rating. And it was not, it did not land. Um, I know you guys know this, and I'm just going to give you a little teaser of kind of what it is, but they incorporated the Knights of the Round Table and King Arthur into this storyline. And you know how much I am an affinity for that type of traditionalist story. Mm-hmm. When they started talking about that, I wanted to get up and yell, fuck you at the screen and walk out because it just <laughs> started to piss me off. And it was just like so over the top. I was like, this is just a huge miss. And I'm, I feel bad for these actors because, like I said, Ian McShane is a brilliant. Um, David Harbord has earned his chops. I like Mila Jovovich. Um, mm. 
And it is it's just a wasted, wasted talent. In That's this, too bad. With this very pathetic excuse for a script when it comes to the cohesiveness and the fluidity of the story moving forward. Wow, that's too bad. Yeah, I was I had high hopes for it, and I wonder if some of that is the the reason why it probably turned out um, maybe not so favorable is because of the involvement Mike Magnolia had with the the movie, who's the creator of Hellboy. So maybe it's wasn't quite a good thing to have the creator so intric- intricately involved with the the movie, but I definitely still will see it, and hopefully. Maybe I'll be in the minority and, and like it, but yeah, we'll we'll see. But uh, it was honestly just so all over the place. It was like so weird. Like every time they turn around, it was just like a different storyline that they're trying to catch us up on. It just didn't make sense to me. Like, and I can't see a lot of people not agreeing with me as it you know it debuted at third and it didn't do well like for a 50 million dollar budget coming in with 12 million dollars that's a massive flop that's a massive massive flop yeah i I think we'll be hard pressed to see any more hellboy in the theaters for quite some time but um with that i'm gonna turn it back over to you david so we can get on out of here yeah that's gonna do it for this week's show uh everyone listening we'd love to hear back from you uh let us know what you think you can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com reach out to us on twitter and instagram at flicker underscore effects these episodes are also available on youtube youtube.com forward slash flicker effects and uh yeah just go to our website for all your flicker effect needs uh with that i'm david lott i'm bobby jackson i'm yasha wilson i'm michelle hillard thanks for listening Thank mm-hmm. you.